Welcome to Broken Catholic, the show where I chat with Catholics, Protestants, atheists, and agnostics about why the world isn't working right now and tackle unspeakable topics that many of us secretly struggle with but won't admit. Now, if this is your first time joining us, thank you for being here. And if you're one of the thousands of people who listen to the show every week, I just want to tell you thank you. I, I, I get that you're taking time out of your week to listen to this show every single week, and that means the world to me. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who believes that as Christians, we're all the same. We have the same struggles. We worship the same God, and we all want heaven, and that is more important than the differences in our theology. This show was created for you, the believer or non-believer, who struggles with the question, what on earth am I here for? Today, our featured guest is Deacon Kyle Bell. And the reason why I'm laughing is because Deacon Kyle and I, we literally just recorded 15 minutes of the episode and I, the idiot host, forgot to hit the record button. Happens to the best of us, Joseph. It's all right. And Kyle, you know, (laughs) thanks for forgiving my humanity in this. That's just hilarious. Um, Literally takes 60 seconds. Kyle has one year left to go and then he's a Roman Catholic priest. Kyle, you're going to have these instances, I'm sure, when you get up there at the pulpit and you're going to forget something, right? Oh, yeah. So thanks for being cool about this. Um, fill in like two gaps in the intro. Tell us something uh, personal that very few people in your, um, your seminary life know about you, sir. I am a convert. I came into the church 11 years ago. Uh, and that's one thing. And second thing, uh, people know this, but but let's see, my countdown clock now is at 78 days, 19 hours, 52 minutes until I'm a priest. So that there you is go. so cool that you have a countdown clock. I, I love that. Talk about keeping your head focused on the, the prize, right? Amen. I got to win the race. Awesome. Kyle, let's get down to business in 60 seconds, sir. Why do you think the world's not working right now? We don't have a very good sense of our own sinfulness. And we don't have a very good sense that Jesus Christ needs to be at the center of our lives. If we confess our sins to him, if we put him at the center of our lives, then he will surprise us and do a lot of really awesome things in this world. I love it. Put God at the center of your life. He'll become the center of your family, the center of your church, the same center of this world. Kyle, I think it's really easy to say we love God, but we don't actually trust him, at least not with our future, right? Now you're a man that is trusting God with his future. Why do you think it's so difficult to put our trust in God with, with the unknown, with the future? When we put our lives in God's hands, we're losing control. Mm. And that's always tough, whether it's God or a spouse or, you know, our, our, our kids when we get older, uh, it's always tough. But it's even tougher with God because we can't see him. <laughs> he's He's... Uh, spirit. He's invisible. Um, putting my, 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 my life in a doctor's hands is one thing. Putting my, my life in the divine physician's hands is quite another. Uh, even if I truly believe that he's there, it's still tough. And so, uh, so yeah, I think it goes back to that old question of control and of, of, uh, of not wanting to relinquish that control. Yeah, I get that. And I, I totally get the image you just created. It's like, if, if it's difficult to trust someone who's not tangibly right in front of us, mm-hmm. 
right? You could hear about someone on the other side of the planet, people like, oh, they're the greatest. You need to like invest all your money, just give everything to them. And you're like, well, wait a second. I, I need to meet them. Mm-hmm. I need to like see face to face, look into their pupils to see, can I trust them with my investment? Yeah. What we're talking about is our life as an investment. I need mm-hmm. to look into the eyes of God, into his pupils before I'll give my life to him. So my answer to that BC nation, broken Catholic nation, is then what are you waiting for? Go sit in front of God in the chapel, at your church, whatever. Spend time with him. Look him in the pupils. Get into his presence and know that he is trustworthy with your life. Kyle, let's get into today's topic. Today's topic is, and you picked this, a seminarian. One year from priesthood picked this. I love it. BC Nation, you're going to love this conversation. We're talking, today's topic is lust. Lord, make me chase, but not yet. I'm having way too much fun. Now, this is a guy who is no longer in the stands. This is a guy who is down on the court, putting his life on the line, putting his life into chastity, marrying the church, and giving up sex for the rest of his life. Kyle, how does this topic impact you personally? How does it resonate in your life? Oh, man, well... It resonates, number one, because as a deacon, I was ordained a deacon on April 1st, uh, almost a year ago. And on that day, I promised to the church and before God that I would be celibate for the rest of my life. And that was a decision that was, you know, six years in the making. I, I had been in seminary for six years at that point. And I was really grateful that there were six years to lead up to that point because the Lord gently shepherded me along the way. Um, went from, a, you know, before seminary, I couldn't imagine not getting married. You know, I couldn't imagine not having kids one day, you know. Um, so all those, de- those human desires were there for you? Oh, yeah, totally. And it. it, and it was, and I, I would say that they were, I mean, in a certain way, they're all still there. Uh, they've just been transformed into something, uh, something that looks different you know um celibate being a celibate is you know we only ever think of the no of celibacy um but like what you're giving up right exactly but uh but you know the way we think of celibacy is it's it's the way that i live out my love of god and of his church you know when when a man gets gets married on his wedding day no one looks at him and says you know you're saying no to every other woman in the world but in effect that's what he's doing by saying yes to his wife. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah, present I'm, to the yes more than to the no. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and so uh, how is this topic pre- relevant to my life? I mean, celibacy, I mean, celibacy really just means I don't get married. James Bond is, is, is a celibate man. <laughs> you know, James Bond is a celibate, but, but he's not a chaste celibate. I'm called to be a chaste celibate, just like any married man is called to be a chaste husband. Uh, a single guy is called to be a chaste single man. Um, chastity is simply living out your sexuality in a way that, that is commensurate, that, that, that fits into your state in life. And so for a married man, his chastity is going to be remaining faithful to his wife. And only for, his wife, yeah. And only his wife. Uh, for a single man, it's going to be saving yourself for your one-day wife. For me, it's refraining from sex, from marriage, from family, or my own family, in order to serve and love my bride 
the church at, to the best of my ability to give my 100% yes to her, to this woman, this beautiful woman, the church. And so, so a house divided is a house that falls, right? So yeah. I think this is a conundrum, right? So many people wrestle with this. Well, why can't a priest marry? Why can't a priest still have sex and stuff? And it's like, because a divided house, mm-hmm. like God wants our all. Hundred percent, right? So, if God called you, BC Nation, uh, to to marriage, then He wants your all in that marriage. You can't be like messing with the secretary on the side, right? That's not your all. That's unfaithfulness, right? That's adultery to God and to your spouse, right? So, God wants your all if you're called to the priesthood or the or the celibate life. He like he he wants your all. Like that means if you're going to serve me in my church, like Kyle is, then He wants everything. That means you can't be out cheating on the side, right? With, and, and when I say cheating, I use that term literally, uh, uh, loosely, right? It's like you can't have a wife on the side and still be fully devoted to me and my church, mm-hmm. right? Is, Kyle, does that clear it up? What do you want to add to that? No, I mean, you hit, you hit it the nail on the head, Joseph. And, you know, uh, the Lord wants all of us, not because he's some sort of demanding taskmaster, but just the opposite. It's because he loves us infinitely and he knows that what is best for us is his is himself Mm. and so for us to give ourselves totally to him whatever our state in life celibate uh, priest or or married man woman or or a single man or woman um that is our source of greatest happiness and that's exactly the the message that the world uh doesn't get when we talk about chastity they think it's just just the no and that it's you know we're just miserable celibate monks who, you know, who hate life. And in reality, some of the most joyful people I know are priests and, and, and nuns and, and holy men and women who, who are married and single. And so, so yeah, uh, give, give Christ your all and you won't regret it. I, what, what, what's showing up for me right now is that God wants to give you his ultimate gift. He wants to give each of his children his ultimate gift, which is himself a hundred percent. And in order to do that, he requires a hundred percent back. Right Mm -hmm. now that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with marriage. However, marriage is the lesser good. Right. And, and I believe the apostle Paul speaks about that, right. In scripture, it's like, if you, you have strong lusting and desire and stuff like that, then marry, you know, marry, but that's the lesser good. The, the greater good is to give your life in full surrender, full service to the Lord, to his church. And God will give you his full self back. So I actually think like I, I I've discerned the priesthood, right. And I know I'm called to marriage. I've, I've discerned it twice. Um, even down at your seminary, which is awesome. Um, I know that you have the greater calling. You are going to be given the greater gift. And, and that doesn't diminish mine. It just says mine can only go so far, right, in marriage. Hmm. Because I'll be distracted by the human needs, the human desires of my wife, my spouse, etc. You don't have all those cares and worries. Hmm. You're going to have literally the cares and worries of God, hmm. not a human. And the cares and worries of God are on a different plane altogether. And he's going to reward you exponentially. Anyway, Kyle, how do you think most people misinterpret this topic of lusting and, and chastity? Like, how do we misinterpret it? We tend to think of chastity, like I said before, as just, just the no, you know, what, what can't I do? You know, yeah. uh, whereas the way that, that the church has always thought about chastity is, is what, what, what does this, gift 
of chastity open me up to? It opens me up to, to loving in, in, a, in, a, in a full way. Uh, you know, uh, what, 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 what makes, you know, it's like this, what, what makes sex different if it's outside of marriage or in marriage? If it's, if it's in marriage, then the husband and wife, because they vowed each other, vow themselves to each other, because they've made that commitment and given themselves 100% said, I'm no longer my own. I am yours mm. wife or I'm yours husband. Then, then the actual marital act, the becomes a much more fuller mm. act, you know, a much more fuller gift of self. Um, that is a chaste act when it's mm. done in marriage. If it's done outside of marriage, you've not made that commitment. You've not made that, that gift, total gift of self. And so while it may be fun, it's necessarily loses some of that, some of its, its, its beauty, some of its, 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 its significance. Um, and so when we open ourselves to the yes of chastity, we open ourselves to, to God's infinite gifts. When we, we only look at the no, we're still, you know, if we're still doing the discipline, yeah, sure, I'm, 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 I'm following the rules, okay, but, but until I'm not, I'm not until right, I until I'm not exactly, yeah, but, but I'm not, uh, if I'm just following the rules and I'm, you know, kind of white knuckling it, yeah. then I'm not going to be open to the gifts that God wants to give me in it, and and like you said, that can only last for so long, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, that you kind of set yourself self up for some disaster there. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the yes of, of chast of chastity. I get that. You know, it's, it's interesting what you're saying, because it's like, I'm really sitting with this right now in my own struggles as a man, right. Sure. In the single, um, stage of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's like having sex, uh, it's like, yeah, I could do that. And I'm connecting with that person, but only with the, the physical, and I'm holding back my heart. I'm holding back my mind. I'm holding back all the desires, my dreams, my ambitions. I'm holding it all back, right? Because, and I'm only given this part. But like you said, it's like in marriage, I'm able to, to not hold anything back. I'm yeah. all in with my spouse. And you taking on the bride of Christ. So, you know, you're taking on God as your spouse. You're all in, in your calling. Mm -hmm. Nothing is being held back. And, yeah. and I think that's a full self-expression. That is the life that God wants for us. Yeah. And, and fully, and Joseph, a man fully alive. Amen. And Joseph, I would say that, that you know, uh, as Catholics, we believe that marriage is a sacrament, that, that mm -hmm. there are inward graces that the Lord pours into the hearts of the husband and wife, and they take those vows, and they make that commitment. Um, and that those graces are a share in his own life. And any time that we that we live out our sacramental calling, we share in God's very life. Uh, the, when, you, when you were talking there about, about, you know, if I have sex outside of marriage, what, what, what am I missing out on? Well, I think of, you know, the, 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 fathers, the fathers of the church talked about how, you know, for, for Christ, the cross was his uh, nuptial bed. Like that was his total gift of self to his bride, you know, uh, and for, for me, as, as a celibate priest, you know, um, every time I say Mass, every time that I, I, I give of myself, um, it's my total gift of self to my bride. And that is what we will all participate in when we get to heaven mm. for all eternity. 
we will be totally giving of ourselves to God for all eternity, and he'll totally be giving himself to us for all eternity. And that is what we only get glimpses of here on earth through marriage, through the, uh, the giving of husband to wife, wife to husband, through my celibate life, through, um, through yes, even uh, your chaste life as a single man. Um, these are all glimpses of, of heaven, but in those, we find God himself. We find his very life that he shares with us. And what greater gift can there be than that? Man, that's powerful stuff. Let's talk human. What part of, of lust, uh, what part of chastity do you still sometimes wrestle with? Well, I am a red-blooded male. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, and so, yeah, I still struggle with, with the temptation towards lust. Um, and, you know, I've, I've got, you know, a very, I've got some very holy preacher at the seminary and they'll tell you, you know, that's, this is one of those sins, one of those temptations that you're not going to be free of until you're about, uh, until you've been, been six feet under for about 10 minutes, you know? Uh, <laughs> so there's just, even 10 minutes after you. Right. Die. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but That's yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, Joseph, when, when those temptations hit, you know, all, all, all the things I just said, I fully believe. Um, but, you know, in those moments of temptation, it can be hard to see that yes of chastity. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that, that no is pretty paramount in my mind. Uh, and, and there are times where it does feel like you're white knuckling it, you know, and just being, just being real. Uh, and so I think that that's the biggest thing for me is, is reminding myself of the yes, of the beauty of my call. And the only way that that's going to maintain itself is if every day for the rest of my life, I'm in constant relationship with God, Mm. with Jesus. You know, if I, if I, if I, you know, uh, if I take a day off of my prayers, <laughs> you know, if I take a day off of my, uh, of my commitments as a celibate priest, um, I'm setting myself up for some disaster. You know, uh, it's, it's like, it's like if, if a married man was to say, you know what, uh, I'm going to go home to my wife, but I'm just going to have one or two drinks with the secretary, you know, ah, what, 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 what harm could it do? Well, maybe none, but that's a dangerous road to start going down, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a relationship and you got to maintain the relationship and that relationship keeps me grounded. I really, I'm talking about my relationship with Christ and, and with his church. It keeps me grounded. And if that's there, then I know that whatever temptations come my way, Jesus Christ is never going to leave me. And and I have a bride who loves me, who I, I just don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt her. And so, so that's, that's a powerful uh, antidote to those temptations. Man, thanks for going there and just getting real. You know, it's like uh, some of the basic strategies we hear about, and I think you brought it up on the, the episode when I wasn't recording. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you brought up a book that you had read years ago and how it says to, um, you know, uh, just don't look at the girl when you see the attractive girl, like turn away, turn away, turn away. Right, and, right. and that's like this forced type of strategy. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like refuse that you're a man, refuse that you're a man. Like right. it's going against your very nature. It's like, yeah, but I'm a man and, and I'm naturally attracted to the female body and God 
created her and she's amazing or whatever. And it's like, don't look, don't ever look, don't ever look. That's, that's your solution. And I right. don't think that's a solution at all. What shows nope. up? Here? Nope. I, I completely agree, Joseph. And you know what, what that I mean, that may be a, a very short term solution. And you know, look, Hey, if you are in the throes of the temptation, like if it's really tough for you, then maybe looking away is all you can manage to do. And, you know, I wouldn't want to disparage that if that's, if that, if that's what you got to do. Yeah. But the place that we'd like to get to is to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, Lord, she is beautiful. Thank you for making her. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, we have a priest here who, who says that, you know, when, when, when he's in a good place and when he sees a beautiful woman and he feels that temptation, you know, his, his response, he, what, he, what he hopes his response is, is, you know, thanks, Lord. Hey, I work for the guy who made that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I work my, for the artist, you know, yeah, my uh, boss did that. Right. Exactly. Um, it's, 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 uh, so what he's doing in that moment, he's representing himself to the relationship he has with God. Exactly. Instead exactly. of, uh, giving the power to the creation, which is right in front of him. Right? Exactly. The beautiful person that he's lusting. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it merely reconnects him. Okay, cool. Yeah, St. Augustine said, you know, in his confessions, he said, something along the line, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of, you know, Lord, I was looking for you, but I got lost in the beautiful things you created, hmm. you know, uh, like, so well said. it's the, these things around us are not bad. These beautiful women are not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. They are good. They are, they are, they are gifts and, and our sisters are, are, are gifts, but, but it's we the lesser good. make them idols, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that's great. And it, you know, um, I heard someone say it this way, and this is very extreme language, but it, man, it really lands. Uh, I don't know if it was a famous author or something, but it said, Joseph, um, even when a man is looking for a prostitute, he's searching for God. Mm. He's just choosing the lesser good. Mm. He's choosing the creation rather than the creator. Yeah. And God has a greater good that oh, he yeah. wants for all of us. Kyle, what's the one thing you want the world to know about this topic, lust and chastity? One thing I want them to know. The yes of chastity is so beautiful. The yes that you give to the Lord, to your loved one, whomever that is, in the yes of chastity opens you up to so many graces, to so many blessings, to such an unexpected way of loving, to a, such a full heart that the no's that are, that are a part of that chastity very quickly don't seem quite so huge. Uh, the yes of chastity is, is a beautiful gift um, that that far too often gets overlooked or disparaged in our world because people just don't understand yeah. it. Yeah. I get that. So what I heard you just say, the yes of chastity is worth pursuing. Amen. That's the greater gift. Kyle, this is my favorite part of the show. So if you're just joining us now, we're speaking with Deacon Kyle Bell, who uh, studies theology at St. Vincent de Paul Regional Seminary in Boynton Beach, Florida. Uh, one year from now, Kyle will be a Roman Catholic priest, ordained, official, and I think he's, Kyle, you're going to make an incredible priest. I really believe that from my heart. Um, Kyle, welcome to the confession round. 
Sorry. Right. Yeah. This is yeah. my favorite part of the show, brother. I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. First thing that comes to you. Are you ready, sir? Ready. And you've been on a previous episode, so I've changed up the questions a little for you. Oh, man. Okay. Kyle, what's your favorite thing about being an adult? Uh, freedom. Kyle, what's your least favorite thing about being an adult? Responsibility. <laughs> when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Indiana Jones. If you could be anyone just for fun for the next seven days, who would you want to trade places with? Uh, my rector, Monsignor David Toops. I don't know how that man does what he does. He's a rock star. This guy is Superman, isn't he? <laughs> I'm wearing the Superman t-shirt today for all our viewers out there. There you go. Kyle, what do you wish you were better at? Oh, man. Life. Can I just say life? <laughs> Bro, this is your show, man. You can say life. Kyle, what dream are you scared of pursuing? Oh, man. Uh holiness um but i yeah holiness uh because i have trouble trusting the lord for whatever crazy reason <laughs> i get that what makes you smile more than anything oh man uh my friends got it speaking of friends what secret fear do you have about people uh, that i won't be accepted yeah i get that if you had the power to remove any one form of suffering from the world what would it be? Mm. Grief. Mm. Imagine sometime in the distant future and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it, Kyle. He was a good priest. He loved Jesus Christ and he loved his people. That's awesome. When you die, what's the first thing you'd like to say to God when you walk through the pearly gates? You look different than I imagined. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, where's the beard? Right. <laughs> and Kyle, last question. If you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Uh, stay faithful. It's pretty awesome on the other side. So cool. Kyle, if you uh, wanted to give a shout out to anything, anything you're working on, a project, a website, anything like that, what do you want to share? Uh, not so much a project. I mean, other than, you know, hopefully getting ordained a priest in a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd actually like to ask your listeners to, to say a quick prayer for my mom. She is actually about to go into surgery in about half an hour, uh, surgery on her foot. She's got a lot of health issues with her feet. And so... Um, she got she's a little scared. Um, so this, her name's Linda. If you could pray for, for Linda Bell, uh, that would uh, that'd be helpful. Thank you, guys. Yeah, well, I'm going to take 60 seconds to do it right now because whenever somebody asks for a prayer, I don't like to be the person who forgets. Mm, beautiful. So, Heavenly Father, we just uh, pray for Kyle's mom, Linda, for the healing of her foot and any other health issues that she has right now. Just be there for her. Be there with her, Lord, as you always promised to be. And let her know in our heart to sense the deep peace and hope um, of her creator standing right by our side. We ask this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Kyle, thanks for joining us today. And we wish you the love, forgiveness, and transformation of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Cool. Thanks, buddy. BC Nation, imagine if you could find your purpose in the next 30 days. Head over to brokencatholic.com and I'll show you how. And while you're there, shoot me a question or a comment. That's brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you 
you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day. And I'll see you right back here next week. Peace.